welcome to the live conversation on Alatra TV. My name is Tali and my co-host is Natalia. And today we have Aaron Lee Smith as our guest and uh, he's a very interesting person. He's a chief academic officer for, for Uni Infinity, but he's been an educator for more than 20 years. Uh, welcome to our show, Aaron. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored. I'm doing great. That's nice to hear. And could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So uh, as you said, I'm Aaron. I've been in education for over 20 years. Started off as a math teacher and over the course became an administrator at a high school um, and now working with Ufinity as the chief academic officer. Been extremely uh, blessed over my life to been around some incredible projects and trying to share what I've learned with others so that they can grow not only as a person, but hopefully grow as a community too. Excellent, thank you so much. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about Ufinity and maybe how that came to start and what it represents? So what Ufinity is, is the ability to take online learning and also things such as um, blockchain technology and integrate both of them into a massive hub. Part of the things that we know, especially in the COVID era, is that uh, education has had a serious disconnect. You've got communities that have not had school on a consistent basis. You have people that are already struggling in terms of workforce development because they don't have the skills or the knowledge. And that's what Ufinity does, is it takes the best of both worlds and it merges it into developing into the needs of an organization, the needs of the students so that they become better and ready for the future work. Well, it definitely looks like something we definitely need in our society during the pandemic times. And uh, how did the pandemic uh, in general affected the education field in the US? And from your experience? Education, much like the world, was forced at a stop. Um, I, I remember vaguely where we sensed that there was going to be a major shutdown. So there was this expeditious movement to make sure teachers got everything they needed. Students were getting everything they needed from hotspots to, to laptops. And even, even though teachers were giving everything they could, there's nothing like teaching in person. And as a result, millions of children across the world, much like America, have suffered because of the disconnect. Um, teachers have to shift the way that they teach, just like students have to shift the way that they learn. And when students don't know that new process, they become very frustrated. You also have to think about those that are economically challenged that may not have consistent internet those that may not have a laptop to work on and that's created another hardship so basically you you're expanding the poverty gap you're expanding what i call the digital gap and it's making it very difficult in a very turbulent time um, thankfully there's heroes uh, across the world who are really stepping up and doing everything they can to minimize this impact um, the first of all the teachers they, they are relentless in making sure that they're getting everything that they can to help their kids. The parents, 
who are doing everything that they can to make sure that the children are able to get online. Um, and, and students helping parents, for example, their children helping parents because sometimes they may have been laid off and the children are having to work extra jobs as a result of it. But over this transformation, I think it's actually beginning to help make a difference in the way people teach and learn. Very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you kind of you mentioned how everyone is playing a huge part in making this transformation happen, making education more accessible with the pandemic happening. Um, why is it so important that everybody takes that responsibility and acts during um, this time of need? There's, there's an expression that takes a village to raise a child. And when it comes to our children, our children are our future. And if we don't create an opportunity for them to prosper and to do well and to accelerate, they're never going to really be able to work to their fullest potential. Remember, today's children are tomorrow's leaders. And it's also our responsibility as a society to make sure that we're preparing ourselves to get taken care of when we're not able to work, when we retire or when we're ill. And that's why it's an urgency to make sure that they have all the skills and all the tools they need to be successful from start to finish. This perfectly aligns with the foundations of the Creative Society and our project. It would be interesting to get to know your story and how eight foundations came into your life and how they resonated with you. And why do you think it's so important to bring up the conversation about uh, development of personality and accessibility of education for all people in today's world? Education unlocks opportunity. When you think of poverty and those that have had very hard and difficult lives, it's either because they weren't given access to it or they may not have had the opportunity in their area. And in our world now, when things can be exchanged in a click of a button, it's our responsibility to make sure everybody is given the chance. We have so many talented people, and yet we have so many problems across the world. We need to make sure not only do kids have the opportunity, but more importantly, those that have been underrepresented, such as women in STEM, those that are underrepresented, such as neurodiverse or people in special populations are given the chance because they have a plethora of talent to share with the world. And I love it because it ties in with our TV because it, it, it just, it brings it to the forefront. For example, when you develop somebody's personality, personality is created from opinions and a little bit of research combined. And when you throw education in there as that third variable, it solidifies and grounds the person so that they can make some very rational decisions. And when you also think about people being open-minded, it's because they have the ability to rationalize thoughts, process, concepts without um, overreacting or acting on an impulse. And that is the betterment of our, our human life. Well, that is very well. Thank you so much for expanding on that. We're actually going to bring up um, the sixth foundation on the screen, if possible.
or I'll just, I can read it out loud. <laughs> so, the, so what you talked about, it's the development of personality. So every person in a creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equal accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human to implement his or her creative abilities and talent. So you actually just touched upon this. And I was wondering if you can even tie it a little bit further with what's on the screen and how this foundation is so important um, in order for us to create a creative society. Yes, I'm trying to flip the... So when it comes to the personality, you have to remember education across the world, there are many years of development. And, and part of it is the psychology of an adolescent growing from beginning to end. Um, and the secret to really people being successful in the 21st century are what we call autonomous learners. And, and I call it career, crayon to career, because the seeds that you're planting with children start to bloom right when they finish high school, especially when they're starting to get a job and when they're working in a leader in their network or in their industry. When you think about somebody's personality, usually they have a strong mentor. And that's what education is about, is it's finding mentors to support you along your journey. You'll always have a champion who has made a good impression on you. And I'm sure you're the same way. I'm sure everybody else has been the same way. We all have people that have done some extraordinary things, people that have done some horrific things in our lives, some bad moments. But when you take the people who have a favorable impression on you, that develops into your personality. Often that leads into a passion, which then evolves into some aspect or component of their career. Perfect. And you um, actually said that Unify um, kind of addresses individuals from kindergarten all the way to college and university. And I want to ask you, how does this foundation specifically relate um, or is incorporated in your organization that you're building? One thing that we're trying to do at Ufinity is we are trying to think locally, but act globally. It's important that we start off on the grassroots level and making sure that we're taking care of our own right within our own communities. But at the same time, we have to look forward and we have to let other people know you have the same opportunity, just like people within our same community. And we shouldn't be thinking about biases and excuses why things shouldn't happen. But instead, we should roll up our sleeves, embrace one another and say, this is how we're going to do it. We're not going to give up until it's done. This is the approach of Unifinity. It's taking our model and approach and customizing it towards the needs of our students, the needs of our um our clients so that they have the accessibility, availability, and knowledge to be successful, no matter what endeavor they're choosing. That's very interesting. So addressing the same issue, both locally and on global level. And it works basically the same with our project. Uh, We're trying to inform people that we can build a society in which 
education would be accessible to all of the people, but what it takes, it takes people's demand for it. So we have to create a social demand for the change. And I know that other foundation that really resonated with you was the number four, the transparency and openness of information for all. And that every human has the right to receive information about the movement and distribution of public funds, especially and very specifically, because today, how many, uh, how many uh, times we have uh, cases when we don't know where our taxpayers' money even going, right? Mm -hmm. And very important that mass media have to belong to the society and serve to the society, not being an instrument to manipulate public opinion, uh, but have to reflect information truthfully, openly, and honestly. And that's really something that resonated with you. I do. I, I think, especially in the last 15 to 20 years, we as a society focus on negativity because we think that's where we're going to be entertained. And, and the sad reality is when people continue to focus on the negative, it becomes part of your mindset. Whereas if you focus on things that are non-biased, surround yourself with the people who are optimistic, um, persevering, and committed to improving maybe oneself or one community, that's when you're going to see success. Until we get to this point, it's, it's going to be fragmented. And, and it begins with the infrastructure, like you said. We have to make sure that any and all kind of information is out there and available. And when you think about third world countries or places that have had severe weather impacting the ability to exchange and relay information, it slows down the process. So I, I think there needs to be a one-two punch is making sure that the infrastructure, let's say uh, the networks, the Wi-Fi, the bandwidth is all there. And then at the same time, unbiased information and knowledge that can be picked for need and interest simultaneously. Yeah, very, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tali. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was thinking that uh, you might want to ask a question regarding uh, open information and specifically, uh, well, how many cases we see when in today's world media are, are used by one political party or some affiliated businesses to push some agenda or ideas or change people's mind, but in fact, uh, if we imagine the world in which we use inf uh, information sources or mass media as source of truthful information that we can trust, that would really change a lot. And uh, uh, that also would take people's demand, first of all, to, to change something in this, in this part of our life. But maybe you would like to ask something based on your experience. Um, actually, I wanted to touch up on, you kind of said, uh, focusing less on the negative and also more on the positive. Uh, it's really interesting that you brought that up because there's so many studies that have been done in the past saying that, you know, 80% of our thoughts are actually negative most of the time. Mm -hmm. And there's even been studies done on children where they do like experiments and seeing if the child is given a positive example versus a negative example, they usually tend to follow that. 
And kind of that also is really important to the transparency and openness of information, because if we're all constantly being given negative information, then we're more likely to be in that state most of the time. So it's also important to have good examples of good things that are happening in the world, which are like shown and accessible for everybody so that not only are we getting clean, um, open information, but we're also getting good examples of how we can act and what we can do better. Because if we see good examples, then we can act on that and be an example as well. Um, kind of, I was wondering if you could maybe expand on that and what are your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah. You're, you're a thousand percent correct. Every day we wake up, we should be vibrant, we should be energetic and ready to, to take on a challenge. But when you think about, and I'll use that 80% that you just mentioned, what if we were able to channel that 80% of negativity into the 20% that's already focused on positive? Think of the impact we would have as a society if it was a full 100% on positive and productive results. You know, the 20% has done some great things. And if you were to quantify that with that additional metric, I, I think the possibilities are endless. You know, we're only bound by our imagination and it's up to us to create our roadmap for success. But if we're limited or we're blinded by what we see, what we think we can achieve, we'll never begin our journey. And, and that's why it's so important that you surround yourself with the right people. You use information that is uplifting. And when you do look at things such as media or other reports, I wouldn't say take it with a grain of salt, but understand that's just one small slither of the decision that you have to make. Information should be what we call peer-reviewed or things that are... Um, empirical data to support our decisions. That's the ones that are best scientific proven at this point in time to, to generate the best results for us. To me, that's the recipe for understanding information, understanding uh, media, and really developing the next level of our subconsciousness towards positivity and productivity. It's actually very interesting that you mentioned uh, Chris Root uh, model of your organization because in today's world, that's actually how it works. And that's the only way to bring a change to make it Chris Root because today technologies allow us to connect with people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we've been having people from every continent and I believe every country and we can uh, see that people basically want the same thing all mm -hmm. over the world. And how much of a difference even such thing as access to electricity at 24 hours a day makes, or internet, right? Or fresh water in countries where it's not accessible right now. And yes. we, we can see problems on a completely different scale. And I just wanted to let you know, and all our viewers as well, that we had this conference on 20th of March where people from all over the world united and talked about this vision of the world in which we would like to live. And actually, we brought it from the perspective that's the vision of this kind of society where people live in mutual respect, 
has been in every culture of the world and specifically in every religion as well, because 6.6 billion people consider themselves believers. But if we really believe in something, we should believe in building a society in which all people are mm -hmm. really given rights and ability to have access to the benefits. Yes. And um, yes, we're going to end today's uh, broad stream with a music video that the volunteers from all over the world prepare. But before that, I would also like to ask you, uh, who would you like to invite to our next podcast? Because we use the rule of six handshakes. So we ask each one of our guests to invite someone. There's a young man I met this past year, and I, I love his passion. I think he has an extraordinary vision, but yet he's humble and, and somebody that I have a lot of respect for. Um, he works at a community college in Texas, and his name is Napleti um, Bryant. And just um, if you have a chance to just speak with him, I think you'll see the same things that has made such a positive impression on me already. Okay, great. And... Um... Maybe there is also something that we did not ask you, but that you would like to share with our viewers from all over the world. Uh, let's see here. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind is, first of all, thank you for the opportunity and honor to be on the show. Um, it, it just, it, it humbles me to see there are people across the world who are doing the same things caring and sharing and making a difference. And I would just say, continue to do the things that you're doing because it does have an impact. And sometimes we may not see it or feel it or know it, but sometimes things take time to grow. And when you think about a bamboo tree, when it's planted in the ground, it takes five years. And that's because it takes the roots to develop and grow. But after that five-year mark, it really starts to shoot up tall, fast, and strong. And that's my, my encouragement to you is you don't know how long that seed is going to germinate. And once it does, you will then see the fruits of your hard work and, and to keep going. Wow, that is so well said. I completely agree with you. Every little step we take to make positive change even if we can't see it right away, it definitely, like you said, it's a seed that's planted and that will grow, especially if you continue to nurture it. So never to give up and to always know that every little positive action that you make in the world will definitely bring its flowers. Mm -hmm. um, to conclude the program, I'd like to invite um, everybody who's watching to take a look at alatraunites.com. For more information about the Creative Society, you can go onto the website and there is a link to join us where you can decide how involved you'd like to be and explore all the videos and all um, the information and everybody talking, connecting about this um, amazing idea that's coming into action. It's a lot of little seeds that are right now being planted and are already showing um, its first <laughs> flourishes. So yeah, and I think to conclude the program, we'd like to actually turn on a song that was created by people in one week from all over the world that represent 99% of us. 
and what we all stand for. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy world, we friendship and respect.